0: Move those tails, not hair, hey, oh,
1: The docks are sure crowded today, Paul. They're that way every day. Tarsus is a very busy city. Look at that load of tents. I bet some of them come from my father's shop. The way you and your father work, I bet all of them come from your shop. How can you stand being there all day working with goat's hair? We Pharisees consider it an honor to earn our living with a the trade. Well, there! That's the ship! That one? Yes. Don't you see it, Galerius? The one with the carving of Apollo on the prow? Yes. That's the ship you're taking to Palestine? When do you leave? In about a week. I hope it isn't on the Sabbath day. I wouldn't let the Sabbath stop me from going on a ship. But then you're not a Jew. You don't know. You Jews have all these laws. I know. I know. I don't know how I ever stuck with you as a friend all this time. And now, I'll miss you too, Galerius. You and I have been up and down this river many times, hey? Perhaps someday you'll come to Jerusalem. Me? Go to
2: Jerusalem? I'd never be a rabbi like you will. A long robe... Blue borders on your robe. Look at me, folks. I'm so holy walking with your nose in the air. Sniff, sniff. (laughs) Keep away from me,
1: you sinners. You've been watching the old Pharisee Zadok, haven't you? (laughs) Don't touch me, you sinner. Don't defile me.
2: Keep away from me, you unclean heathen. (laughs) Saul,
3: what are you doing? It's your father. With Zadok. Hello, father. Saul, you are in a lot of trouble.
1: Hello, boys and girls.
3: And all our friends.
2: We're so glad you've joined us for another story from the time of the Apostles.
1: Uncle Dan, it sounds like young Paul is ready to start on a great adventure.
2: Ah, that he is, Aunt Sue. Young Paul lived in a very exciting time and in a very exciting place. He lived in the city of Tarsus in the Roman province of Cilicia, which is now Turkey.
1: I noticed that his father called him Saul.
2: Yes, Paul was his Roman name and Saul his Hebrew name. Maybe he was named after Israel's first king, Saul, who stood head and shoulders over everyone else. Really tall, huh? (laughs) But this Saul was likely a short fellow with a love of adventure in his soul. He was a boy about the same time as Jesus was growing up in Nazareth. We know he was a religious boy, and he loved the Jewish religion very much. He was also very intelligent. And his parents arranged to send him to Jerusalem to study to be a rabbi or a teacher of the scriptures.
1: And that's where today's story begins, huh? Right, Aunt Sue. And what have you called today's story?
2: Today's story is sad in many ways because it's about a young man who hurt others out of his devotion to his religion. I've called it The The Persecutor Persecutor from from Tarsus. Tarsus. Paul and his friend Galerius were walking along to docks and making fun of a very religious man by the name of Zadok when Zadok and Paul's father appeared.
3: Saul, what are you doing here by the docks?
1: Well, I, uh, uh we didn't mean I'll uh, see you later, Paul. I've got to go. I...
3: I see you've been with that Greek boy, Galerius, again. I just showed him the ship I'd be taking to Palestine. I told you to go to Amos and tell him we needed two more bales of goats here. Amos... Oh, yes. I, I, now I remember. I, I'm sorry, Father. I, I forgot. I'll run right now. Very good. And then go to the shop and start carding the goat's hair we have left. You've spent enough time wandering about the docks. Yes, Father. That boy. It's hard to believe he's leaving for Jerusalem to sit at the feet of the rabbis.
4: I hope you choose a good rabbi, a follower of the traditions.
3: We hope Rabbi Gamaliel will have room for him. Rabbi
4: Gamaliel? A follower of the school of Hillel? I don't know if that's wise. They are too free with our laws and traditions.
3: I'll miss my boy, but it is for the glory of God. For
4: the glory of Israel.
3: It was
2: the custom of Jewish families to teach their sons a trade. Paul's father was a tent maker, making tents and sails from the hair of the goats which roamed the hills around Tarsus. At a young age, Saul began to work with his father at the loom.
3: There you are, Saul. More goat's hair from the mountains. The shearing after the winter cold, the best there is. All this?
1: I'm tired of working with this all day.
3: Well, you leave for Jerusalem in a few days. But you know what the rabbis say... Work is holy. Perhaps when I'm a rabbi, I won't have to do this. (laughs) But rabbis are to earn their bread by the labor of their own hands. That is our tradition. Oh, no. You'll always be glad you have a good trade like making cloth tents and sails. Our cloth is in demand everywhere. (sighs) Being a rabbi seems a hundred years from now. The faith of our fathers must be defended by able and trained minds. You will come back to Tarsus someday as a great rabbi. And all the Jews here will be proud of you, especially your father.
1: I don't know if I can make it, Father. All those years of study... You
3: can do it. Your teacher here said you were his most brilliant student. It's both a blessing and a curse. A curse? You would rather be stupid? Uh, No, no. It just seems the
1: more I learn, the more questions I have. It's so confusing.
3: Well, Saul, I'm sure they will be answered by the leading rabbis of Jerusalem... After all, Gamaliel has been a student of the scriptures for many years. And he is also a Pharisee, like you and me.
1: But Jerusalem seems so far away. I'm going to miss you and mother,
3: and even my sister. Our prayers will be with you, son. Come, it is time to close up the shop. The Sabbath is near.
2: For Jewish families, wherever they were, the Sabbath day was special above all other days. As the sun set on Friday, candles were lit in the windows. All work was set aside. It was a time for families to worship God together.
3: Let us pray before we eat. We are happy to have Rabbi Zadok with us tonight. Rabbi, will you say the blessing?
4: Blessed are you, O Lord, King of the universe, who has brought forth bread out of the earth. Blessed are you who gives food to all. Amen.
3: Amen.
1: This will be the last Sabbath that Saul will spend with us for a while. In a few days, he leaves for Jerusalem.
4: Jerusalem? The holy city? The city of David? I remember my days there, worshiping in the holy temple, walking on the streets of the beautiful city, studying at the feet of the rabbis.
3: Rabbi Zadok, do you have a blessing for my son before he leaves for Jerusalem? You are descendants
4: of the tribe of Benjamin. This is the Lord's blessing for your son Saul. He is beloved of God and lives in safety beside him. God surrounds him with his loving care and preserves him from every harm. May these words of our prophet Moses be your blessings, all. Go with the peace of God.
1: I'll never turn away from the faith of Israel, Rabbi. You can be certain of that. Paul! Oh, Paul! Galerius! You've come after all! Of course. I wanted to say goodbye to the Jew who will one day become Tarsus' leading rabbi. It's in God's hands.
3: All aboard. All passengers on board. Uh, I'd better go, Father. Yes, son. The holy city waits for you. Perhaps next year we'll join you. Now, go with God. Remember us in your prayers in the holy temple.
1: I will. Bye, Paul. Bye, Galerius. Bye, Father. I'll miss you. And everyone else.
3: Bye, son. Shalom. Peace go with you.
5: Hoist the sails! Raise the anchor! Hurry, the wind is gusting!
2: The wind filled the sails, and the ship slowly pulled away from the dock and from Tarsus. For a long time, Saul must have stayed on the deck, waving to his father and friends. Slowly the figures became smaller and smaller, and then disappeared. The snow-capped Taurus Mountains, the little towns dotting the hillside, also grew fainter as the ship sailed southward on the Mediterranean Sea. As Paul watched, perhaps some tears of loneliness flowed down his cheeks. He was leaving home. He was leaving family and friends for the sake of the God he loved and served.
3: Well, Paul,
1: you're a sea traveler now. How does it feel? I look back toward Tarsus and I feel sad and lonely. Of course. It's tough to leave home, and you so young. But I look forward toward Jerusalem, and I feel excited. I'm going to learn all I can about our laws and traditions, and perhaps I'll hasten the day of the coming of our Messiah.
2: While it is impossible to know the exact route of Paul's journey, it's likely his ship put in at the Mediterranean seaport of Joppa. And Paul went from there overland to Jerusalem with a caravan. Uh, Pardon me, sir. Are you Hiram, the leader of our caravan? Ah, yes.
1: And you are? Saul, Saul of Tarsus. I'm to go with you to Jerusalem. Yes,
5: it's been arranged. When do we leave? Anxious to leave Joppa, hmm? (laughs) It is a noisy city. And
1: awful smelly. Jerusalem's not like this, is it? Jerusalem is like nothing you've
5: ever seen, Saul. Here. You'd better fill some wineskins with water for the journey, and buy yourself some dried fish and fruit, or you'll be hungrier than a desert wolf before we reach Jerusalem. (laughs) And hurry! We leave before the sun shines over the hills of Moab.
2: Early next morning, the caravan left the coast and headed east. Jerusalem was now only 35 miles away. At first, the traveling was easy as Paul and his companions walked through a cool, green countryside filled with trees. But then the land became bleaker and drier, dotted with tough thorns and sharp rocks. To Paul, this was a land filled with stories, the brave deeds of King David, Gideon, and a host of others. Pardon me, sir, it's almost sundown. Are we going to get to Jerusalem before night? Just a few more hills,
1: Saul. Do you want to ride the rest of the way? Uh, No, I can walk. Jerusalem, the city of David Peace be to the city of Jerusalem I was glad when they said to me Let us go to the Lord's house And now here we are Standing at the gates of Jerusalem
5: Yes, Saul We'll be inside the gates soon Well, what do you think of the city of David? it's,
1: It's too much to look at The sunset reflecting off the temple And all the magnificent buildings And that one there Near the temple What's that?
5: That is the fortress of Antonia, where the Roman soldiers keep watch into the courts of the temple to keep the people in line. That's blasphemy. How could God allow his temple to be under the eyes of those heathen? I don't know, Saul. Perhaps because we have not obeyed his commandments like we should have.
1: I will keep all his commandments.
2: Paul spent many years in Jerusalem, studying under the famous teacher, Rabban Gamaliel. Because of his iron will and quick mind, Paul quickly passed his fellow students. He filled his mind with all the scriptures and traditions of the Jews, driving himself to keep the law perfectly. Soon others began to notice his devotion and zeal.
3: Keep your eye on that Saul of Tarsus. Israel would soon have a Messiah
2: if all Jews were as devoted as he is. But within himself, Paul continued to have a battle.
1: The rabbis speak well of me. I'm becoming educated and keep the law better than my equals. But in my heart, am I happy? No, I'm really miserable. I know that I do not keep the law perfectly.
2: The years passed. Paul became a young man and a leading teacher. Perhaps he went back to Tarsus as a rabbi. When Paul was about 30 years old, another teacher, Jesus of Nazareth, was crucified in Jerusalem. And then the Christian church was born and grew. Now in those days when the number of the disciples was increasing, the Hellenists murmured against the Hebrews. The distribution is unfair. Our widows aren't getting their fair share. They're being neglected. It's unfair. Something
4: must be done about
2: it. So the twelve disciples called a meeting of the whole body of the disciples.
6: Brethren... We must address ourselves to this problem. Any inequality, if it does exist, is wrong. We must not allow any occasion for Satan to bring disunity among the believers. This is true, but it doesn't seem right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. The daily
3: distribution, or serving tables, as you put it, is also an important part of God's work. But I agree it does seem wrong to stop preaching the word in order to distribute supplies to the widows.
6: Well, someone must do it.
3: Brethren, not- brethren, it's- I would
6: like to suggest that we choose from this group here seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom to make it their responsibility to take charge of this work. Then we will be able to devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word.
0: I agree with that, kind of
2: What they said pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicolaus. And the word of God increased, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith, and Stephen, full of power and grace, began to work great signs and miracles among the people. The priests were concerned.
4: uh, Please, please, your attention. Uh, We have very important matters to discuss. I've asked Caiaphas to take charge of this meeting.
0: I will come directly to the point. Daily, these followers of this man, Jesus of Nazareth, seem to increase in numbers and influence. i well, agree
6: with that. Uh, Many
0: that. of our own priests are accepting this new heresy they teach. Hmm. We must put a stop to it. Particularly annoying now are the activities of a man named Stephen. Well, And just who is this Stephen? Uh, nobody. Just one of the seven men chosen by the followers of Jesus of Nazareth to distribute food to their widows.
1: Begging the high priest's pardon, but I would like to point out that Stephen is also preaching. In fact, he has debated some of our local synagogue members and soundly defeated them.
0: Exactly! We are getting complaints from the local rabbis. They need our help. I say it's time to put a stop to this Stephen. And how do you propose to do that? I have a plan. We can hire witnesses. There will be a trial. The Romans will look the other way. Then we dispose of this Stephen. I know of someone who can help us. He is young, energetic, intelligent, and above all, loyal to our cause. So you see, Saul, you must
3: come and help us get rid of this blasphemy that is filling all of Jerusalem. Well, how many follow this way of error? At least 5,000 men. 5,000? And they are a dangerous lot, I tell you. The Romans will not look upon them any differently than upon the rest of us Jews. If they stir up trouble, another revolt, (laughs) we are all in trouble. Yes. We've had enough messiahs that have brought us sorrow. But this Jesus of Nazareth could be the most dangerous. Mm, Yes, yes, I see. Something must be done.
6: I will go see the council immediately. I agree with you, honored leader. Something must be done about these followers immediately. They're dangerous.
0: Perhaps (laughs) so. You are our chosen defender, the Elijah, for this day.
6: We must defend our holy religion against these heretics.
0: I agree. And it appears this Messiah from Galilee and his following will not pass like the others. All Jerusalem is ears. And these people are spreading the word everywhere.
6: I'll stamp out this fire of lies before it spreads any further. First, Stephen of the synagogue of the Cilicians must be stopped.
0: What we do with him could be an unforgettable example to the others.
6: Then we will act immediately.
0: In a few minutes, the righteous work can be done. Do your duty, Brother Saul. The eyes of Israel are upon you. <laughs> he is. Mm. Him. That's Stephen, the blasphemer. Ah, there he is. He speaks against the
6: holy temple. He speaks against holy Jerusalem. Shut his mouth before he says more. Take him before the high the priest his and his council.
7: council. You the temple council? No, yes. no, before the high way priest and his own way council. With Away with the blasphemer. Away with the blasphemer.
2: The mob dragged Stephen through the lower city and up to the temple. The high priest Caiaphas was ready, along with a small band of his relatives and fellow priests.
1: Here he is, Your Honor, Stephen the Preacher.
0: So, you're Stephen, the one who preaches about the dead
7: Messiah? He is not dead. He lives.
0: Before we call in the witnesses, why not save yourself some suffering, Stephen? Tell us the truth. Deny this Messiah of yours, and we'll let you go.
7: I cannot deny the Deliverer for which we and our ancestors have waited for these many years. Jesus is the promised one, the hope of Israel.
0: Blasphemy! Will the witnesses step forward?
2: Yes, Your Honor.
0: Now, tell us exactly what you have heard concerning this Stephen.
6: We've heard this fellow constantly speak against
0: the Temple. And against our ancient and holy laws.
6: Against the laws of Moses, Your Honor.
0: Oh. And exactly what have you heard?
6: I have even heard him say that this fellow, Jesus of Nazareth, will destroy the temple and throw out all of
0: Moses' laws. Are you sure? I heard him say the same thing, Your Honor. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall the truth be established. Thank you, brothers. You have done your duty. Well, Stephen, these are the accusations against you. What do you say about them?
7: Brothers... Fathers of Israel, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham and said to him, Depart from your land and from your kindred and go into the land which I will show you. Then he departed and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there and into this land in which you are now living. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac and Isaac the father of Jacob. the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet from among your brethren as he raised me up. This is he who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our fathers.
2: Stephen continued his defense in a clear, thrilling voice. His words held the assembly spellbound as he rehearsed the history of Israel and the interpretation of spiritual things shown through Jesus. He connected Jesus with all the history of their nation. Then, momentarily, he hesitated. He realized they were not listening to his appeal. Soon his voice would be stilled forever. He broke away from his testimony and concluded his defense.
7: You stubborn people! You always resist the Holy Spirit! As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did not your fathers persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. We will obey the law. He
6: blasphemes our ancestors! And the Holy Temple! Away with it! Silence him! It
0: Quick away a with it!
2: The council was beside itself with anger. In the cruel faces before him, Stephen read his fate. But for him, the fear of death was gone. Then all at once, the scene before Stephen seemed to fade away. In vision, he stood before the gates of heaven. In words of triumph, he exclaimed, Look,
7: I see the heavens opened, and Jesus the Messiah standing beside God at his right hand.
1: At his right hand.
0: What is blasphemy! Away with, away with this, this away with Don't it. wait another yeah. second. Yeah. So, yes, this is your hour to be the Elijah
4: for this day. Ah. Go along with this crowd and be sure that this blasphemer is stoned
6: according to the law. Yes. And be quick before the Romans hear the tumult. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, Your Honor. Um, according to the law.
2: The angry mob dragged Stephen out of the temple and outside the city. They came to the place of stoning and threw him down.
6: Here, Saul, watch my coat. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Uh, remember, remember the witnesses are to cast the first stones. i ready. Sure are. Here's some big rocks.
0: Don't spare the no, blasphemers. Sure oh,
7: no, oh, Lord, oh. Lord, Jesus. Jesus. Receive my spirit. <laughs> Lay not this me sin him to, front. to him. On front. I want a In him, charge.
2: The deed done. One by one, the crowd turned to leave.
6: I'll take my coat now, Saul. Yes, here. Uh, did you see his face? Lit up with, with peace.
2: <sighs> I don't understand it.
6: We've done the work of God today. We can't worry about such things.
2: For a while, Saul stood by the place of stoning, confused. He had expected Stephen to curse, to cry out for mercy, to cry with pain. Instead, he said, lay not this sin to their
6: charge. (laughs) I can't believe it. What kind of power possesses these followers of Jesus? I don't understand it. Yet these blasphemers of the holy name of God and his temple must be
2: destroyed. I must see to it. Determined to fight for his religion, Saul left the scene of martyrdom. But he could not leave the memory of the awful event behind. For a while, Saul of Tarsus became a mighty persecutor of the early Christian church. He thought he was doing the work of God, yet he had no peace in what he was doing. Soon, God would stop Saul in a dramatic way. Ah, but that is another story from the time of the Apostles.